gonna do tomorrow night? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. So today on the show, another, uh, well, not a one-off. I'm flying solo. That's what it is. Uh, Welcome to Growing Up Punk. My name is David. If you want to follow us uh, on our social media networks, you can find us on Twitter at Growing Punk Pod, on Instagram at Growing Up Punk. You can find myself on Twitter and Instagram at David Growing Up. And uh, my other usual co-conspirator, Aaron, uh, you can follow him on Instagram as well at Aaron Grew Up Punk. Anyway, today... We're doing an album review, hence the flying solo bit. We're talking about When the Light Burns Out from Handguns, their latest record. They're a band out of Pennsylvania. Uh, They've been around since 2008, so this isn't their first go-around with an album release. Uh, Their first first debut, that makes sense. Their debut full-length album was Angst, came out in 2012 on Pure Noise. When the Light Burns Out is their first release since 2015's Disenchanted, so it's been a few years but let's get all that out of the way. Let's start talking about this record. Let's go. Grinding my teeth down to my chin. My self-worth is a depletion. When me alive. Cut out my eyes. Don't kill my eyes. Cut me down the side. I'm my scared from the delight. I've lost my shine. Cut me up, cut me up. I lost my touch. Washed up, washed up, grown under the Okay, so first and foremost, uh, handguns, they're, they're not reinventing the wheel. You know, when you put this record on, uh, if you're a fan of pop punk, if you're familiar with pop punk, you're not going to hear anything relatively, you know, too new with this record, but they're doing a really good job of adding to the legacy of pop punk, I think, if you want to call it that. Legacy might be, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a, a big word. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. They do a real fine job on this record. Um, There's enough material on here that isn't only a throwback to the pop-punk revival of the early uh, 2010s, which they were a part of, uh, but also some throwbacks to uh, the Giants of the late 90s and the early 2000s, which we'll cover a little bit as we uh, get into this record, but... Without wasting you know, too much time, without you sitting through this review to find out what I think about this album, I like it, plain and simple. It came out of left field for me, uh, but I haven't stopped listening to it since I first put it on. The reason I say it came out of left field for me is I'm actually not overly familiar with the band. I've heard the name, seen it floated around out there, but hadn't really ever given them a listen in the past. So when it popped up on my new music feed, on Apple Music, I was kind of like, all right, put it on. And, uh, you know, initially, the first track I heard was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, let's let's dig a little deeper with this. Um, if you're looking for an honest, straightforward pop-punk album, go give this record a listen. Uh, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. There's plenty of 
you know, different influences on there from the straight up, you know, like kind of pop punk giants that you'd expect to, you know, stuff that's maybe a little more harder edge, maybe a little more on the punk rock side of pop punk. But uh, without wasting any more time, let's take a closer look at a few of the songs on the album, um, starting first with uh, the track Hardest of Times. Now, at first glance, this song seems to be uh, tackling, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a dysfunction, I guess you could say, in a relationship. And a lot of the lyrics, I think, kind of paint this picture of like, yo, it's over. I'm out of here. See you later. Uh, it starts by going back and forth between wanting to end the friendship to kind of falling back in old routine within the first verse alone. And I think the message there is that it's, you know, the writer, whatever you want to call them, is they don't, they're not ready for the friendship to be over. Uh, it's driven home by the spoken word part uh, toward the end of the song. You know, relationships are built on good times and bad times. You can't just have a relationship that's always good. It's not going to, you know, it's it's not going to be strengthened in any way if you don't kind of face any hurdles. And, I, like, that's the message I get from this song. Um, he's hanging on by a thread, but he hasn't completely left off the edge yet, left off, left off the ledge yet. He talks about, obviously, hearing songs that remind him of his childhood, He's like this is clearly a relationship that's been in his life, or been a part of his life for you know a long time. He's not ready to just say adios to that. You know, kind of speaking of that spoken word part that you hear towards the end of the song. At first, it's this weird thing because at first it sounds like you know it's it's a vocal feature from someone like Dickie Barrett, um, you know, with just like that gravelly voice, and then it turns into and takes on you know a bit of a cadence of like the rock. Uh, cutting a promo back in the late 90s, you know, his WWF run sort of thing. It's it's weird. And then it kind of all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it, it, it falls into the song a little bit. But um, it's it, every time I hear it, it kind of catches me off guard a little bit. Been through some of the hardest times. Everybody remember we always make it through the hardest and the greatest times. Each and every hard time brings us closer and more into one being. So therefore I gladly challenge the The second verse, speaking of vocals, uh, the second verse vocally also has a bit of a, you know, Pierre from Simple Plan vibe going on with the way he's singing. You know, in the end, I like the song. Uh, I think it's a song about not giving up. Um, after the spoken word part, the last, 
chorus, which is the same as all of the other choruses, just kind of feel a little more hopeful because that spoken word part, you know, basically says, yeah, I face these challenges head on. And then it comes back in and it's obviously got a big hooky chorus. Uh, so it's it's really easy to get kind of caught up in that. And and yeah, once once you kind of see that he's he's addressing the challenges that they're facing, but saying like, you know, I'd, this isn't going to be the end of this relationship. There's too much here sort of thing. I think it feels hopeful. It's kind of cool. Uh, the second song I wanted to take a look at that I specifically picked out was Frictional Damage. <laughs> Now, the opening riff to this song is straight up Blink-182, but like Tom DeLonge version of Blink-182. In fact, the last line of the second verse sounds like it's lifted straight up uh, from Dumpweed by Blink. Just the way the cadence kind of in the melody uh, reminds me a little bit of Dumpweed, which which is great because this is one thing this record does in a number of places is that, you know, like I said, it's not reinventing the pop punk wheel by any means. But they definitely pay homage to some different influences in like a nostalgic way, which I think fits the overall, for sure, fits the overall kind of message, I guess you could say, uh, behind the whole album. You know, throughout different points on this album, it talks about growing up and getting older and stuff like that. So why not nod back to some of those, you know, major influences in your life? And I think this song is a prime example in a, in a couple of different places. Like that, that guitar riff. This was the first song on the record, actually, that upon hearing it, I went, okay, you know, I'm in. As the record was kind of first playing, it was sort of this thing where it's like, yeah, this isn't bad. And then this song all of a sudden just hooked me uh, from the get-go. And I think the song is just about that, growing up and changing. Uh, sometimes that means people you thought were your friends maybe aren't. And maybe I don't know if this is like... Uh, if I recall, as far as like the track listing is concerned on this record, uh, this song immediately follows uh, the last song that we spoke about uh, which of course um, it was Hardest of Times, yeah, Hardest of Times track 3, Frictional Damage track 4 so I don't know, you know, if this album itself is about, you know, kind of one series, you know, one relationship sort of thing or obviously it was just a time when they're reflecting back on that um, but yeah, sometimes, you know you grow up, you change, people change and there's nothing you can do about it, we all grow up and to an extent, we all drift apart. Like when you're talking about being kids, you know, songs that remind him of his childhood. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm not friends with a lot of the people I was friends with when I was younger. You know, like I think I stay in, in constant contact with one or two, maybe three friends from even my high school days. I'm getting 
getting old though feeling old uh, it's the reason we talk about a lot of 90s punk rock on this show more so than you know current day stuff but again that's why i appreciate what's going on on this record uh, but yeah frictional damage another good song like i said um it hooked me with that opening riff um which is going to lead us to uh, the third track that i wanted to point out which is called death cheater <laughs> First of all, um, there'll be no more songs uh, about singing in a washed-up punk band. Might just be the best lyric on the album. Uh, This song kind of continues a a common theme, a common thread on this record, just looking at mortality in a sense uh, and, you know, whether or not the relationships and the things that you're doing really matter. Um, And this song says, you know what? It's better to burn out than to fade away, Uh, which, again, is what you pick up a lot on this record with different songs. Uh, We're all one day closer to death each and every morning that we wake up. Like, that's morbid to think, you know? It's it's a depressing thought. Like, each day, each breath you take, even, you're you're that much closer to dying, to not being here anymore. So why not live like we've got nothing left to lose? That's the message I take away from this song. Uh, It's a banger from start to finish. This may actually have... This may be a song on here, though... Um, or a song on this album where one of the things that I kind of nitpick a little bit, specifically on this song, it really stands out. It's just the mix. Uh, the guitars are very loud. At times, I feel like the guitars are super loud, drowning out the drums a little bit. On this song, they're super loud, drowning out the vocals. Like if you're if you don't have the lyrics in front of you, um, you got to kind of really pay attention to find out what he's saying, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't mind something you know kind of making you pay attention a little bit. That's not a bad thing. You know, like who wants to listen to background music all the time? Background music can serve its purpose for sure. Um, but, you know, when an album becomes background music as opposed to like initiating, initiating, that's not even a word. <laughs> Instead of, you know, kind of like drawing you in, initiating. What would that even mean, initiating? It's supposed to be maybe igniting or initiating. Anyway, you know, instead of a song like drawing you in to listen, um, like I think this does. And and sometimes I think that can be done through mixing tricks, I guess you could say, uh, of, you know, burying those vocals a little bit. Uh, so it becomes an overall part of the package. But at the same part, at the same point, it is kind of, it is a little bit distracting on this song, I found. But uh, again, like lyrically, I think this song, it's, it can get you, it can get you pumped up real quick. And speaking of getting pumped up, The fourth and final track that I wanted to kind of take a bit of a closer look at is Burn Eternal. Born in the late September heat, the years started catching up to me. You never thought I'd make it through 2016. Sleepless nights and endless days, wasting in my own death wish.
Now, this is the closer to the album, and it is definitely a fantastic closer. Of all the songs on this record, I go, yep, this is the way I would have closed this album as well. Um, the vocals on this song actually feel like a nod to Chris Conley of Saves the Day. Speaking of those early 2000s pop punk bands, um, at least in the first verse, I really pick up on that. And I mean, that could just be just the way it is, right? It just That's just what it reminds me of. Um, but it's like I said, it's the closer to the album. It's an anthem. Um, after spending the album kind of facing mortality, I feel like this song serves as a big, oh, well, I'm going to go live my life i'm not gonna live in fear i'm gonna live my life to the fullest sort of thing and i think that that's a pretty big message to just say you know what i'm not gonna live my life in fear i'm not gonna live my life anxious about what's next because the thing is you don't know what's next and you can't necessarily control what's next so why get caught up in worrying about what's next now i say this understanding you know that when it comes to uh some people and their mental health that's not necessarily an option for them right um, you know, so kind of having some sensitivity there, but I think there can be a lot of release in this song at the same point, you know, to just kind of put your mindset where it needs to be and where you want it to be. And I think just the way, you know, this record closes, like you can sing along to this song and feel hopeful, even though you may be facing big things, right? Um, the album as a whole can serve as an anthem for living life and chasing chasing after what matters to you and kind of stepping back from those things that maybe don't matter or no longer matter. You know, maybe it was something that was big and important to you at one point and now it's not. Uh, and being okay with walking away from that and leaving that behind if necessary. But uh, yeah, no, this song, it's I love albums that have solid closers. Um, and this, I, I think, is a solid closer. Um, this record is by no means perfect. Uh, I already pointed out kind of some mixing issues here and there. Um, and there's the odd song that kind of feels a little underwhelming. And maybe maybe it grows on me after a while, but specifically the song Carnal Repercussions, uh, I was just kind of like, eh. The intro feels like it's like tacked on. They felt like, oh, we need an intro. So they just kind of came up with something. Um, and then I, I do actually like the way that song ends, but it also kind of makes it feel a little bit like they didn't know how to end the song and like maybe the song just wasn't finished when they took it into the studio. Uh, they did do some neat stuff with the guitar work on the end of that song and just kind of cutting in and out. And it, it works, um, but, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's an uplifting kind of, even though, you know, maybe at times dark listen uh, from start to finish, even the songs that feel a little underwhelming don't pull you out of the listening experience at all you just kind of go yeah okay um, maybe this is where i'll check my twitter or something along those lines um but it's a good one to get you pumped up for your day at least that's what that's what i find uh, it's full of energy uh, it's got some nods like i said to late 90s early 2000s pop punk it even has some nods to you know like hardcore and stuff going on uh, on this record, especially vocally at times, not necessarily musically, uh, but vocally at times, um, there's some stuff going on that I go, yeah, this is this is kind of rad. This is kind of different from you know your stereotypical pop punk, I suppose. So maybe in that sense, they are re- you know reinventing the wheel a little bit. I don't know, but all in all, I'd say you know I don't give ratings, scores, anything like that on this show. But all in all, I'd say go give this record a listen. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You may go through it and go, yeah. That was fine. It was a pop punk album. Or you may go through it go and come out on the other side and be like, heck yeah, that rips. Like, which is kind of what happened with me. It started with, yeah, that's fine. But by the time I listened to it and then I put it on again, 
like, yeah, man, this album, I, I, in fact, I tweeted as I was first listening to it that the album was slapping me around the house on a Saturday morning because I just kind of woken up, was looking at my music and put it on and went, oh yeah, this is good. So go give it a listen. Again, uh, it's the latest album, their first album in five years, Handguns, When the Light Burns Out. Go get it. Go listen. It's streaming service. I don't need to tell you where to get it. You know how to do that. Uh, but before I get out of here, we'll wrap up by just saying, hey, if you like the show, make sure you're subscribing to it. You can listen to this wherever you find podcasts. But I will say this. If you're listening to it on YouTube, which you'll find it on YouTube, um, you're not getting the full experience. Go find it on your favorite podcast app because the show actually includes music. I just don't bother putting it in the YouTube videos because either it'll get flagged and it'll get shut down or maybe i get lucky it's just a such a crapshoot that i go eh the music will be saved for listening on the podcast app so find it wherever you find it subscribe it subscribe to it share it with your friends rate it review it that kind of stuff follow us on twitter at growing punk pod and on instagram at growing up punk that is going to do it so uh adios friends It's just fun, fun, silly willy. Narf. <laughs>